Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GPU podcast, Gamers Process Universe. And uh, I'm here, joined by Shane. Hello. Oh, nothing extra this time? I, no, I mean, they know who I am, right? I introduced yeah. myself last time. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so today, our show, we got a few extra things coming in that are uh, more unique for us this time. Uh, first off, Minecraft Steve came out this last week into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And we'll be t- discussing his new movesets, how we like him, how we don't like him, certain aspects about the character that's still a little weird. Uh, Spoiler then, alert, I have mixed feelings. Shane has mixed feelings. I personally enjoy the character, but we'll get more into that. Horror is the next topic of the discussion. We mentioned that we talked about this last week, and we're pro- delivering on that promise. So, what is horror? What is it to us? What is it involving just in general time of year and how people really get into it? Because um, this is spooky month, Halloween. Why Finally, is it seasonal, and why is that weird? Indeed. Finally, we'll discuss Titanfall 2 and how me, Jordan, and Shane all desire a third one because, gosh dang, it is a good game. Its mechanics are clean, and we need it. Um, unfortunately, there's many things that fall into why that's probably not a thing. Uh, finally, if we have the time, uh, Ben and Shane will lead us into the old 3D platforms of our childhoods and how those correlate. Should be fun. All right, let's bring in our guests. Move here. Oh, hello. Aha, uh-huh. uh-huh. there we are. Hey, so, all right. Just as Everyone we were discussing. Introduce uh, yourselves. Uh, Jordan, go ahead and start us off since you were in last time. Oh, why do I got to go first? Because you were in last time. All right. Um. Hi, I'm Jordan. What's I up? like. I'm. I'm Ben. I like flowers. <laughs> you you like right. flowers? Yeah, flowers are nice. What kind of flowers? Uh, lilies. Lilies are a nice flower. I'm more of a lilac man myself. Yeah. Who are you, people? <laughs> are you telling me you've never smelled lilacs before? I. They all smell like you know general flower smell to me. No, no, no. Lilacs have, like, a nice Look, if, calming Shane, scent them. if that's surprising to you, I can tell you my favorite genre of anime. <laughs> romance. Is it Magical Girl? No, it's romance anime. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you've Everyone's seen Toradora. got interesting things. We had topics that we were going to talk Shane, about, seen... and we derailed it all for flowers. Let's go, boys. Yep, let's go right, back on the topic. Int- there's, there's a point the of... There is a reason why the podcast is the way it is. We are going on to topic. All right, first topic. Uh, Jordan, unfortunately, you don't have a whole lot of experience with this, but you can still weigh in as you like. So, oh, no, first topic no, no, is... No, 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 See, I see. My point on this one is I'm the outside view on how weird it is. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I remember you saying earlier you wanted someone to comment about it that had never played him or done anything with it, so... Yeah, you, Jordan yeah, is the person that doesn't have a horse in I, I am the control in this social experiment we call game. I broke my headset. And with that said, let's jump into it. So, first topic, Minecraft Steve. Um, I'm just going to say it. I like the character. I like how all of his actions are very different. Um, I like how he plays different than most people. His kit's very unique in that aspect. Um, I will say it's a little odd some of his imagination. Uh, the uh, animations they have for him, um, but I, it holds to what he was in his game, and I, I'm i a zombie main, so, you know, I, I play the way I play. And, I don't uh, think anyone here is going to, like, disagree with you, because, I mean, come on, it's Sakurai. Sakurai, who does, like, he's the guy who will literally do the smallest things just to make people happy. Like, that guy, he knows how to make characters, so, like, of he course made, he's going to be a good character. He made each stage unique to what can be mined yeah the dude is cracked out of his mind like he decides oh i'm just gonna change literally every stage just to make room for one character like who does that plus block kirby is adorable uh, yeah well yeah as a kirby main i mean oh that's... my god i forgot that kirby eats people i actually have a question about that um what? kirby just usually copies whatever the b move is of the person he absorbs right but steve's move is just mining for stuff so what does kirby do he, just he mines and then he builds yeah he can build blocks he literally can stall, he can stall in the air for like indefinitely yeah all of a sudden he has like infinite stall so he can just place blocks basically pretty yep. much it's not really an attack it's more like a maneuver it's a utility yep. thing okay i mean i but think yeah. it's really 
good, but I don't really play, Steve, play against Steve online too much as Kirby. So, uh, that, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, Shane, I, you're the opposite end of the spectrum to a certain degree. Uh, what are your thoughts? I wouldn't say opposite, just sort of middling. Like, if you're all the way to, I love this, I'm somewhere, I'm exactly basically in the middle of, I love it and I hate it. You can um, take it or leave it. So it's like you're pure and neutral. Yeah. Like, I appreciate what Steve is in terms of, you know, uh, Hall of Fame gaming, as well as uh, the work that Sakurai and his team put into putting Steve in the game. Like, kudos to that, seriously. And uh, he is very unique, and I even enjoy playing him, but he just feels... Wrong. Yeah, I mean, he feels right as a when he plays as a character, but he feels wrong in terms of not really fitting in with the cast of, you know... He looks yeah, odd that. on the title screen. Yeah, I like, get that. Just like, establish that. You see, the, you see the picture of this person versus Steve, and it just doesn't fit. And yeah. you would think the other ones don't fit, too, like Snake and Bayonetta, but even those, I don't know, somehow they, they work in my brain, but Steve just kind of... He's made of squares. He's made yeah. of squares. Of course he doesn't fit. I, I will say this as an outside opinion from someone who like has next to no time in Smash Bros. When you all told me Minecraft Steve was going to be put into it, I, I was a bit flabbergasted. I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. It feels like a joke. Yeah. It, it does, because if you look at the genres of the other games these characters have come from, none of them even come close to what Steve's is. If you want my opinion, I feel like a better a better character that would have fit the exact same way would have been the Terraria character. Like you would have had so many more designs like and I'm not bashing on anyone who does like Steve, but like he has way more weapons, way more armors, abilities, and he really could function the exact same way. In all fairness, they don't even incorporate Steve's whole possible kit into the game though. He doesn't even use his bow. Like, or potions. Huh? Or potions. Yeah, no yeah. potions, no bow, no uh, trident. Like, uh, no, I, like saying... Also, his ultimate, like, what if his smash, like, final smash ability was instead of, like, the House of Boom, what about an Ender Dragon just wrecks your face? Nah, the House of Boom fits better. Plus, I mean, the Ender great. Dragon is the bad guy of Minecraft. That would be like if Samus's final smash was summoning Ridley. Yeah, which would honestly be funny if Samus was fighting Ridley and summoned Ridley to beat up Ridley, but it, it just doesn't it doesn't make it, sense. Which yeah, is really kind doesn't. of where we go back to Minecraft Steve being a problem. Yeah, yeah. my my point with the so Terraria, yes, I I've seen gameplay of it, and I've though I've not played it myself, I have a lot of respect for the game. But when you get down to it, it's not Minecraft. Minecraft has its place and it deserves its place here because it is the most selling game of all time. No, I'm, again, I'm not disputing that p fact at all. The fact that Minecraft alone has a great selling point and it's by far one of the most influential games of my age, it definitely had a spot. However, if we're talking about does it fit in the actual roster, it's a bit weird. Which is why I would suggest a Terraria character who looks a little bit more fleshed out and not completely made of cubes would probably make a better character fit. Then again, Terraria is a 2D sprite, whereas Steve is 3D. Exactly, but that... Shane, Game & Watch. Game & Watch, I feel, is the exception to the rule for all of this. Ice Climbers. That's true. They did kind of entirely redesign Ice Climbers and Pit back in Brawl. Exactly. I mean, I, I might be I might be crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I would also argue that as someone growing like we're all speaking as people who are in our 20s. Like we yes. play Smash Bros, but we are not the target demographic of this game. This At game, this point, does Smash Bros even have a target demographic? Well, all it does really in the sense that it's it's a fighter T-rated game, so it's yes. still rated for teens. It's rated for kids, and I'm just going to go out there and say this. As kids who own consoles, majority of them will have played Minecraft over playing Terraria. Oh, so no, it's like, also a recognition in that sense. Like, that makes sense as well. Like, I'm not arguing that. It's just... 
he does i do kind of agree with jane he's a little bit strange i it's think a, i don't think that have... recognition thing is super important because Bayonetta. what kid that cares about uh sales what kid that cares about minecraft knows who terry is yeah, that's that's something to be said. There's two sides of this. Is One is Smash Bros. is basically a Hall of Fame in gaming to a certain degree. Um, and it's the Oscars of gaming, yeah. And let's be honest, if there's if this game is marketed towards, quote, children, why did they include Bayonetta? That's because it's the Bayonetta definitely the a character for ch- children, that's for darn sure. Yeah, there is no... I, I, I was so curious about this forever, but it's because she won the EU vote. She was the most popular character by a landslide in the EU. You're I know, right? She like, is exactly. So but that I, that that also proves that the demographic for the game is not children. You don't have it's to available to play. children, but it's not squarely aimed at them. Yeah, they yeah. censored at least a little bit of Bayonetta's, you know, issues in those regards for I, children, I would, but the demographic the, not is exactly children. The one thing they could have done is maybe take something from Minecraft Dungeons into the character design because I feel like. The Minecraft dungeon character design has a certain like lighting and appearance to it that would have made it look more in line with the Smash Bros. lighting and design aesthetics. I mean, I don't know too much about Minecraft dungeons, so I cannot confirm or deny these facts. It's it's just to me like they're the same block, they're the same type of uh, art style, but one has a different lighting dynamic to it than the other, so... and I think. Quick little injection here. According to the old Google machine, the target audience for Smash Bros. Everybody. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So there's okay, games that everything new, for everybody. From old, there's games that don't make sense, and there's games that just you haven't heard in years. It's just for everyone, which is why I'm not against Steve being in the game. And on rare occasions, it's not even really in a game, such as exactly. Rob. Fair enough. Yeah. Like Rob is like, the odd one. And let's be honest, like how many people here really played the game and watch games? Very I true. I played them when I was a kid. It was like a Mario themed game and watch, and I played the crap out of that game. I, I played the it. precursors of Game and Watch. Arcade Which, games? No, so the the handheld like football game, you know mm. what I'm talking about? Like the ones the they really... used to sell at Burger King. Wasn't it called oh, something yeah. like Tiger Electronics or something like that? But I'm actually talking about legitimately. My dad has like an ancient one from the '80s. That's like oh. a handheld football pixel game. Like those, they're, those are yes. <laughs> so showing our age, because let's be honest, kids nowadays would not even give a crap about these games whenever they came out at McDonald's. But do you I guys didn't care remember give a crap about them when I was a kid and they came out at McDonald's? But they. It's true. <sighs> okay. Look at it from the perspective of someone who never had video games growing up. I liked them. They were like an easy thing to have as a video game, and I would play them for hours on end sometimes, and I had like ridiculous scores in them, because as a kid who did not have access to video games all the time, it was my only video game. Yeah, I I think if you're constantly dehydrated, obviously you're going to like a couple sips of water. That is true. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think I grew up fairly lucky. My dad, he was a nerd even before I was born. I think it was like a wedding gift. Someone gave him like an NES. So one of my first memories is actually playing the original Mario. Like, and now I pretty much know where every hidden item is. Well, pretty much the same. I Mm -hmm. love that. Wait, really, Shane? Yeah, the first video game I ever remember playing is an NES at my grandma's house. Was it because of your family, or was it because of your brother? I mean, it was at my grandma's house. Yeah, I'm just curious, because, like, I can see why with your brother growing up and everything, like, he'd be the head start for video games. Like, I was the head start for my brother for video games. But we also my parents went to, weren't. We also went to a family friend's house a lot, and he was huge into gaming, so that's all we really did when... You know, our parents got together to play cards and stuff because we would play video games with them or watch them play video games. Makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, I, I feel re- like we've we've gone off topic on this a little sure. bit. Though, just finishing remarks on Minecraft, Steve, unless someone has a different point they want to talk about on him, because honestly, there's a lot that is like... He was controversial. That's That's the crazy thing. Like, people were very happy or very angry when he came in. 
Well, yeah. was there speculation of a different character people were really looking forward to that was yeah. going to come in? Yeah, there was. People really There's wanted a... Crash. Yeah, a lot of people were really speculating a lot of options in this. And the thing is, like, I think we've almost hit the point in the Smash Bros. where people are more fearing the next character than they're looking forward to it. I'm against that. I kind of live along the lives of just, like, whenever I hear that next announcement, I'm like, here we go. Let's get things rolling. And I'm just excited for whatever comes out. I mean, I don't get me wrong. As a person who just plays Smash Bros. in, like, many of these games I've never touched, I'm all for a new character. But I just know I've, like, talked to a person or two here there that are just like, I really don't know how I'm going to feel about this next character. Like, they're on the edge of the, like, is this going to be good? Is this just going to be another shill out? Like, frankly, we have Byleth and we have Corrin, and we didn't need either of those Fire Emblem characters. Well, actually, I'd actually like to pros and interjects into that. I think Byleth actually fits. Granted, I'm not a huge she... Fire Emblem person, but considering a lot of the people I've actually played games with, like, played Smash Bros. with, they actually like Byleth's moves. I, no, I feel well, like... Okay. I feel like so, the so, release date is the one that gives you hype, but the character's moveset and, like, how they work kind of determines how they fit as a Smash Bros. character. To be fair, I would agree full-heartedly with, like, when Corrin came out, I loved Corrin. Corrin was the first, in my opinion, of a Lancer class in Smash Bros. He had a different range than most characters in the game. Yeah, and Shane would kick my butt every single time we'd play. That down air was brutal. Good times. Good times. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but the reality is we have so many Fire Emblem characters where people were really hoping for another third-party character. I mean, I, I agree with that. In, on, in honesty, the release of Byleth probably was one of the least-liked character like, release trailers almost ever. And I'm not going to oh. lie. When I was yeah. watching it, I was not pleased myself. But it was... it was, It's kind of like a, a, I didn't like it, but the people who did like it got what they wanted. Yeah, that's I, and I honestly, heard... it was a good game that she had. Like Fire Emblem Three Houses is a very big game for the Fire Emblem series. Exactly, and it's just kind of what we deal with. But I should you know, really give Fire Emblem a shot. Yeah, Enrico's been telling me to play it all the time. I've played the older ones and I enjoyed the crap out of them. I enjoyed oh, yeah. the one. I, I would played. imagine you would, Jordan, because it's real time strategy for a lot of it. Well, it's more tor- more turn based. It's yeah, the it's older ones turn based. Well, it's still. I don't know about the new ones if they've changed, but yeah. No, I enjoyed the old ones quite a bit. I just don't have a console or anything that can play them. Um, going back to well, something real quick, and we'll finish off with Minecraft too, because I'm. If we want to talk about this more, we can talk in another podcast briefly of our continued thoughts on him. But I get you. His his move kit, I he he may have odd animation. He may look weird in the game, but man, it is so much fun to like. He he's one of those that you will get destroyed because he's that ridiculous. And I honestly am looking forward to seeing like down the road in a tournament like Minecraft Steve in the championships. Yeah, there's some really funny things you can do. Like the fact that you can build off stage and just smash attack off stage. That's that's pretty funny. Or catching people in the minecart, which is awesome. Oh, I hate that so much. I've gotten just... caught by that so many times and it just infuriates me. It just sounds painful. It's just it, it catches because if you shield it, you get caught. If you don't shield it, you get hit by the card. It, it's just evil. It's a really simple thing. You jump over it. Well, yeah, but it's easy for you to say, man. Some of us can't jump that well. Not to mention, sometimes <laughs> it comes at an angle. Yeah, that's fair. But I I just think his kit is like one where he can camp you if he wants, or he can just you know if you play him right as the character. You just get to destroy people. You just get to be like walking in and be like, and I'm going to grab you now, launch you over it. And like, he has weird combos. Like he can just jump midair and have his jump again because he built a block. And yeah. now he can just keep on sword comboing something. It's, it's, yeah, it's I, I fun agree that, abilities. That kind of hilarious. Like that's just, that's good character design. Yeah. Which is why I'm always excited for when people, people are always talking about the next character. It's always fun to be like, all right, What's this madman gonna do next? Yeah, Shane, your your thoughts on his playstyle? I know you're you're middle ground, and I'm curious about it. Yeah, um, I appreciate the the attention to detail on incorporating such a weird character into a totally different game. 
but at the same time it, the moveset doesn't feel that good to me honestly like yeah. i'm not i'm not good at it the skill floor seems super high the floor seems more like a ceiling and the ceiling seems more like a, a know, sky an atmosphere yeah well that's why he can build <laughs> so he can build up to his skill ceiling there was a i mean I, I guarantee he's not the kind of character that i'm going to main after playing him a couple times like don't get me wrong he's hilarious and he's a lot of fun and i'll play him to like mess around but how how minecraft steve is is kind of like how i am with pac-man where he's really complex if you get down to it and i'm not at the skill level to be proficient at that skill level mm-hmm and I'm not willing to put the time in to get better at him, basically. Kinda. I mean, I'd rather just stick with the characters I like because I already like, you know, at least ten other characters. Yeah, I yeah. Can, really, well, I can two v one my friends as King Dedede, but I can barely one v one as Steve. I think, in all fairness, like I haven't played Steve besides the time that we all played together, really. Same. And I'm I want to see how he goes against different characters, because um, I've seen YouTubers play him, and like. They're destroying other characters, but they're also YouTubers that play Minecraft for a living. So Minecraft or do... Smash Brothers? Oh, well, actually, they've done both, but Smash Brothers for a living, majority of the time. Yeah. Um, man, that's that's a hard thing. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's an odd thing. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, I think I like his kit. I like playing as his kit. Um, playing against you guys, I may not have won a lot of the time. But the stocks I got were just fun to take, which I think is a really big aspect of why I like characters the way they are. Um, one of my favorite characters to play as is Piranha Plant for the reason of, yeah, I'm going to hit you with the spiky ball. And guess what? It's going to hit you when you don't expect it, and it's great. It and... is pretty funny. Like I was playing with my friends last night, and I would always just kind of let the ball hover and watch them just get hit by it. My friend was really annoyed by it because he's like, oh, it's not worth it. And in my mind, I'm just laughing hysterically. I am not going to lie. I have taken hits as Piranha Plant just to let the spiky ball fall on the person that hits me. I mean, yeah, that's that's what you do. You just kind of hold it there. And if they don't come towards you, you throw it at them. Yep. So that's where I'm like at Minecraft Steve. I can throw the cart. I can set up amazing TNT moves. I can get off stage with the blocks. The only thing that's annoying with him, and this is the thing that everyone like, is, yeah, the Elytra sucks. Yep, not a fan of the Elytra. It's it's such a bad up B recovery, and I mean, it's in all fairness, that makes him a more balanced character because really, he's really powerful on and off stage anywhere around ledges. So, yep. to give him the reverse effect where he's basically a glass cannon, if you knock him off in in return for him trying to keep you off stage, he's gonna have trouble getting back up. And I can respect a character design that has that, but that's the part I'll have to learn a lot of. And I think he will be maybe not my main, but he'll be in my upper echelon of characters to play as. Yeah, I think... Actually, I'd actually argue otherwise about the Electra. Well, it's very weird, it's probably a really good recovery, but just for the fact that if you are anywhere on the stage, like if you are on the top, top part offstage versus like the middle offstage you can get back to the stage with the electra it's only when you're down low like if you're trying going for like a spike okay. or something and you're yeah. a little too low then it yeah it makes it a little really difficult to recover but that's it also they, has a very strong directional change up so yeah there the, i suppose the trade-off is that you have lots of options for recovering uh, uh, upper but you have less options for lower i mean i think at that point it just it's a good recovery. It's just maybe I'm bad at it. Uh, I think everyone's bad at it in my experience of watching videos and also us playing. So yeah. All right. Uh, with that, we can close out Minecraft Steve and his entry into the Smash Bros. franchise. Which, whether you like it or hate it, it's still a great game, and we got another really good, fun character kit to play as. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I would agree. All right, moving on. Shane, I'm going to let you take point on this one because uh, this was your topic you suggested. Right, so my topic was about horror, basically, and how it's weird that it's a seasonal thing and people will dive into it specifically in the month of October, generally, mostly. I mean, there's obviously exceptions, but... Um, so, like, I want to say three years ago, I, I played through Outlast over, you know, the weekish the week or so of Halloween. I'm not entirely sure about dates, but yeah. Um, 
and I really enjoyed it. And the only reason I was motivated to play it was because I wanted to get it done around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what what the connection there is, but you know, uh, two years later, which was last year, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I played through Dead Space One. Great game. I had been meaning to play it for literally four years. Finally got motivation to do it on Halloween. And obviously I didn't play the whole thing in one day. It took like seven sessions over the next couple of weeks after Halloween too. But, you know, great game. Glad I played it. I would recommend it to anybody who can deal with the squeamish- squeamishness. And that oh, brings us to horse. this Halloween season where I'm playing through Dead Space 2. Again, great game. I'm super glad I'm playing it. Um, but I don't know. It's always around Halloween where I've, I get the motivation to play it. And it's weird because it's just a season. It's just a time of the year. Um, and this really goes for any seasonal thing, like Christmas music, only around Christmas. Okay, if but like that's around... a different... Th- let's not get into that, because I got a whole issue with that. <laughs> that's well, yeah, a podcast I... for a later date. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I'm getting... Okay, so. just to interject on that Christmas topic, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to sing a song about a specific thing, you want to be around that thing. So, like, I'm not going to sing about, you know, Christmas whenever it's July. Like, we're not even close. I'm not going to make my cherry chip cookies in July because it's not seasonal. Also, okay, with the pop- okay, maybe... pumpkin space lattes, like, let's be real, what the heck? Starbucks fi- figured out how to capitalize on Spooky Month and they just go with it. That was actually my next point of contention. Um, I guess music would have been a bad example because it's so closely tied specifically to the Christmas mythos. But yeah, uh, but something like pumpkin spice latte that doesn't necessarily have to be around fall. There's no pumpkin in it until they well, added it specifically because people were like, "There's no pumpkin in this. What the heck, man?" Please well, let me contend I mean, this. What about eggnog? Like, I love eggnog, and it has to only be during Christmas time. I have issues with this, so I'm I'm with you, Shane, on like why does pumpkin spice latte have to be during this October time frame? Well, for I'm the not... eggnog problem, all you need to do is just make your own eggnog. I mean, that that boom problem. Boom. I'm not even 100 percent sure what eggnog is. Disgusting. That's what it is. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but hold on, I I think I know what it. Let me look it up. What it is. All right. Well, he looks that up. Continue horror discussion. So anyway, um. I mean, these games are not just good during the month of October, you know? They're good whenever you want to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's just weird to me that the motivation comes specifically because of Halloween. It's... I think I understand what it is. So Halloween is, you know, the designated American spooky month. And through that, we usually get a lot of inspiration to do, like, horror games, horror movies. And I understand it's a bit strange, but it doesn't have to be a seasonal thing. Like, exactly, I, it doesn't. I think one of my favorite YouTubers, every once in a while, he'll always post a three scary games video, and it'll usually be forty minutes of just scary games that are like are on that are kind of like indie scary games on like different platforms, and it's just really cool. I know exactly what YouTuber you're talking about, and he made his whole career off of playing scary games, though. Exactly. He's not like a normal Beauty person. Pie? No, Markiplier. Oh, okay. He, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's not like a normal person who doesn't usually play horror games, but feels motivated to around a holiday. It's his whole job, basically. Well, well, no, no, he doesn't play scary games a lot anymore, unless it's the three scary games. He used to, though. Oh no, he used to because that's what he was famous for. Now let's look at this from the opposite perspective of I hate horror anything. My imagination is vivid enough without those images in my head. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is borderline for me already. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I will only play that game if there was ever a point where we had a YouTube channel that was popping off like No Tomorrow. Like, and that was our million subscriber. Like, yeah, I'll play that and you can see my face and my terrible reactions as I get jump scared to death. So you'd play it purely for the content, but not for your own enjoyment. Exactly. There's no way I would ever, like... The only things about Halloween or like this time of year that I enjoy is the change in the leaves, the corn mazes, and I guess if you're gonna say like I enjoy horror or something, it's maybe a haunted house because like I can talk my way through a haunted house and it's not that scary. Like, See, here, here, it, here's it, my... go ahead. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I was about to say, here's my opinion on the horror stuff of seasonal. I, I don't mind it being seasonal. I also don't mind playing or watching horror movies or games and stuff like that outside of the season. The the thing with horror that I don't like is jump scares. Because it just feels cheap to me. It feels like you're going for one quick boom, scary, and then you're done. I like the t the type of horror stuff that grabs you from the beginning, drags your face through mud and dirt, and makes you feel absolutely horrified, and then at the end, there is no happy ending. It's just utter fear. That Gosh. is the good think, type of horror to me. I think that's good, but I think it, in horror things at all, you should have at least one jump scare. Not like a cheap one, but actually a well-executed one that like maybe involves you in the story or something. Yeah, good, but, good jump scares are fantastic, but when yes. they're just cheap and you're just like you full on, like in some like Shane's been playing Dead Space and some things in Dead Space you're just looking in the situation you're like something's gonna jump out at me and then it jumps out and you're like ah, okay, it's still frightening because it's just sudden and it's jarring but you kind of knew it was coming. The ones yeah. that are unexpected and just come out of nowhere, those are great. And I, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a horror connoisseur, but every time we make tacos in this place, we're always watching horror films, hence the name Taco Horror Night. And honestly, I will watch horror films, like, religiously. They are really good pieces of film, which they do have their flaws. But when it comes to games, I guess the reason I don't play scary games all that much is because... In movies, the control I do not have the control. The yeah. film's already been made. I have no interaction with the thing that's on the screen. However, in horror games, if I walk forward, at some point I'm going to get jump scared. Like similar to what happened with Shane, I also played Shane let me play Outlast two years ago, whenever we used to live together. And gonna say, great game really really quality but i still remember the first jump scare of the dude on a meat hook yep oh gosh. i don't know if we i don't know if we still have that clip but i'm just going oh boy i'm not sure that footage exists anymore ah oh, dang it but i had a pretty good reaction but the i also liked that game because again i did not have control on those types of jump scares the types of jump scares i had was when i got caught by people because of my own mistakes mm -hmm. now flip over to a game similar to welcome to the game i have not been able to play through this game because it gives me the illusion of control the jump scares are if i mess up something and i cannot handle that <laughs> it's weird like if if you take away all if you give me 100% of the control, it makes it very difficult for me to actually... It, that's what gives me fear. Mm. It's so, kinda what, hard to... so what if you play a horror-themed game, but you have more control over what happens, such as, you know, Dead Space, where you have guns and weapons? Because you've talked about Outlast and Welcome to the Game, where if you get jump-scared, that's basically death. Yeah. That's the game over state. Mm -hmm. in, in Dead Space, jump scares are like enemies appearing out of somewhere where you didn't expect or, you know, something like that, where then you then you have the opportunity to fight back. After that. I mean, honestly, that actually sounds like a really good game because. But then again, that w that sounds more like a horror themed thriller type game. Is that very similar to how like Resident Evil 7 is? I haven't played it, but are they yeah. similar? Yeah, I would say so, in terms of you can fight back. Okay, like, We've so... established I don't do horror, but I feel like it's the same principle as, like, and I, you guys can disagree with me if you want, but I am not a fan of the Flood in Halo, and it's as close as horror and thriller gets for me for a game I still enjoy. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't... It has horror, it has horrific elements, but I, I wouldn't say it crosses over into anything other than action. For no. me, the flood is more so just more disgusting than it is horror. Yeah, like, it gross me out. I think it. I associate horror with disgust to a certain degree. Dead space Which, is pretty gross. 
actually, yeah. hold on. Now that we've actually talked about this, I do have a question. So, mm -hmm. if so, I'm not gonna say the flood is the horror because I haven't really played Halo, so I cannot confirm or deny it. But like the rest of the game is just a shooter, and at yeah, this one point, there's just kind of like this horror, like this creepy event that occurs, and that actually brings up a very interesting subject, Shane. Do you remember the Hat in Time level? Yeah. So, for the people who do not know, there is a level in Hat in Time. So, Hat in Time is a game where it's very similar to, like, the Mario 64, where you're going around doing tasks to collect these cool, cute little hourglasses. Well, on one level, it's literally a, an Outlast-style horror game, where you're trapped in a house with a creepy ghost lady, and you have to solve puzzles so you can get the to the end so you can get the hourglass the scariest part of that whole thing was the change in music when she sees you yeah like it was not just it was not cheap this was not a cheap jump scare this was a quality horror sequence so i guess a good question i have is what really ha defines the horror game is it the whole game being like that or is that segment just like a horror segment I think horror segments are things that exist in a lot of games. Um, if you okay. have really strong villains, you're going to have some occasional horror elements based off the villain type. And I okay. think that that does not define a game as horror if you okay. have a villain that is horrific. I just okay. thought of a game that doesn't have a, a horrific villain, but it definitely has a horror sequence. Which one? What? Uh, Uncharted. Oh, I have not played the Uncharted games, so it just sent. If you're gonna talk about it, I will leave and just send in the Discord whenever you're finished. Are you so you you are planning to play them then? Yes. We don't need okay, to talk I, about them. I won't talk about the plot then. I'll just say okay. that at the very end of the game, it gets it just kind of injects horror into it, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's like, what the heck is going are on? Are you talking about like the first which Uncharted game? I've played through the first two, and I was specifically thinking about the first one, but even the second one kind of has it. Not to the same extent, though. Okay. I actually have been thinking about playing the game recently, and Enrico has all four, so... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Enrico, Shane. Shane, Enrico was asking if you had played Resident Evil 7. I have not. That is a game I actually do plan on playing, because it looks very good. He was just curious because he assumed you were a connoisseur of such things. I feel like I want, I really want to like Resident Evil, but the inventory management pushes me off of it a little bit. I yeah. should really, I have Resident Evil 4 and I've been meaning to dive into that just to dip my toes into the, the RE. He's universe. really been, in, he's really been enjoying it. I've been hearing him across the hall screaming, you old <laughs> dog. But not dog. Um, not dog. Yeah. It's it's killing me, guys, not being able to swear. They're like, oh my god. Hey, hey this is John's Christian Mi Minecraft this, this... podcast server thing. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta keep it clean. Herbo says it's, no swearing. It's not on my so much Christian about keeping it clean server. as it's keeping it professional. You used to agree. want your parents to hear us swearing. That's all it is. Well, you know, you guys can swear all you want. I still don't swear. That's fair. You banana boat. Then I said it. Oh man. Okay. You. What, one other thing uh. to bring up about so I, I I think at this point I've made my stance on horror pretty clear, um, yeah. in my lack of enjoying it slash experiencing it. Uh, but there is one aspect of horror I truly do love, and it's the actual craft in it. Um, like I'm speaking of the sense of like horror movies and how they build these effects and build these props and make the things they do. Um, a lot. So this is a a few years back, my family, we went to Universal Studios, and they have this show where they show you how they make realistic-looking blood and how they make it look like someone's arm got cut off or, like, all these other things. And it's super fascinating how they have come up with all these techniques and all these, like, behind-the-scenes things that make it one thing appear when another thing happened. Yeah, I mean, with the advancements in technology alone, the advancements in effects have exponentially grown as well. Yeah, but if you look at, like, if you look at horror movies and stuff nowadays, they have effects like that. There's still a, there's a good portion that's like computer generated and looks really good. If you go back in time, yes, to older movies and look at their effects that look almost or sometimes better than the effects we have nowadays. Oh, 
they're realistic. I have a good example of that. Practical. Yes, Shane. My favorite horror movie of all time is the the thing with Kurt Russell in it. Oh yes. yes. And part of that is because all of that is real. uh, What's the word? Real effect, not not CGI. They're practical effects. Practical. Yes, that's the word. And it's, think, it's all done very, very well. And yeah, yeah, I I remember watching that movie with you. That movie was very quality because it was both a horror film and kind of like a mystery at the same time. And no one trying to figure and, out who the thing is. And no one in the movie was dumb. Like they weren't in trouble because they were dumb. You know. Yeah. I, so I they was they could with the threat. Mm-hmm. Kind of what, like Alien, for that matter. Continue on this thread of or. or point and this is off topic a little bit but i want to just still explore a slight amount what is your guys's thoughts with for instance lord of the rings versus the hobbit and how the hobbit's like almost 100% cgi and lord of the rings was most majority practical effects and it's yeah. just there, there there's different movies different video games like some video games they have like motion capture where you have actual people the moves feel so cemented and real because say motion capture all these things and how much do you think it's like important to have practical effects versus cgi i think in movies it's probably a little bit more important for the cgi just for like you know good effects but i think in games it doesn't really have as much of a spot like i mean, I, mean, it, I guess it depends on what game it is like if it's call of duty where it's like hyper realistic sure i could see a point where it would be necessary but like Hollow Knight, what are you really well, gonna do? Well, okay, but like Hollow Knight is not a game that it could be like motion. Ca- it's it's a different world. I'm talking that, about that, games that you could base off yeah, of our world. That, that's suppose, sort of like saying like I, I I want I want real live action effects in my anime. It it don't work. So you're saying if the art style is realism, such as uncharted or last of us or yes where they're priding yeah. themselves yeah. on having that realism i could see a purpose for it yeah. now I, I will say this in terms of movies i kind of prefer it when things aren't cgi mm. but not things nowadays because to me it seems like it's just not done as well as it was in the old days because i've been i watch a lot of like old movies from like the 90s on back Mm-hmm. And just seeing like all the things they managed to accomplish, and all the, without the use of computers, is just like this is amazing. And then you look at some of the movies that are made nowadays, and you're like, you guys have like a massive, humongous, stupid leap in technology compared to this movie, and yet this is utter garbage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. happened? I do kind of agree with that. The, I, the old, some old movies were very well made. But like my favorite, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. I think Man? there's a certain craft. Yeah, it was Sylvester Stallone, dude. It's awesome. I don't, I don't think I've I, seen that movie. I think there's a certain craft that's involved. So, um, you look at Star Wars and you look at it over the course of CGI implementation and practical effects of like the ships being models and such, mm-hmm. and you see how well that movie's aged because honestly it's aged amazing considering how the when the original star wars came out very true Um, and then you see other movies and like the hobbit movies just already haven't aged that well um i still like them there's a scene where the the dwarf army comes out and their faces look so wrong and i in my this is the point where i think it's a big deal is if you're um so lucasfilm made original star wars their art all their effects everything was so integral to the actual acting and the actual plot points like they were on staff people all focused on it and not to this is not to um have anything against cgi companies because by all means cgi companies have done amazing things with some movies avengers would not be possible without cgi and Avengers, I think, is a very good example of really well done CGI. Those people or really cared about their art. Space. Movies in space yeah. would not be very possible without CGI. But Fantasy I think there's other sci-fi. things. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a big oh, yeah. thing. Sci fi mm-hmm. specifically, CGI mm-hmm. has an extremely big place in it. However, I think that's maybe where we actually could see the big difference is if you're looking at fantasy lore, I don't want to see as much CGI. Like, you can do CGI for the magic and stuff, sure. But. Do we need to see CGI for like how the their cloak 
uh, flaps in the wind or this oh. giant army. Here, here's made. a good example. Here's a good example. Warcraft versus Lord of the Rings. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! <laughs> the orcs in Lord of the Rings are amazing. The they orcs are. in Warcraft just look wrong. They they do. It's so bad. But, and that's the crazy thing. I enjoyed Warcraft, but it just it just was not the same quality. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. There's a clear difference there. Now, now I will say a lot of people did go into Warcraft with the wrong intention of what the movie was supposed to be. That is true. Because a lot of them were thinking, oh, it's going to be like World of Warcraft. It was supposed to be like the RTS games, which it was to a point. So, I mean, we can jump into those subjects at a later date. And I, 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 we maybe have gone too more, too far down this rabbit hole, but I just think it's a big F factor of also in horror and what we see nowadays, um, mm-hmm. that there can be so much into what we consume in a horror genre that you could see a really crappy horror movie that's all CGI based, or you could see like one of the old, like I feel like horror is one of those genres that has a well, lot even, of really good classics in it well, that are all nowadays, practical based. Even nowadays, there's a lot of good horror movies that aren't. Like just chock full of CGI, like um, Get Out. Yes, that was, that was a good one. Yeah, I actually yeah, haven't like, seen that one, but once again, I also don't watch horror, so yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of horror, John, you you might not want to participate in anime anime night this week. Oh, great! We're gonna watch the Dead Space movie. I I'm I'm okay with this. Is I'm that okay? Pre-horror? Is what what's where's the timeline in there? It's a prequel to the first Dead Space game. Okay, so. It's so I, and I and I really hope you like seeing someone get cut in half. Because uh, there's a like very that. vivid scene with that. No one should like that. Let's just establish this off the board. Okay. Well, let, me, like let, me re- let me rephrase. I hope you aren't going to vomit when you see it. That okay. that's that's a fair assessment. There you yeah. go. Because it's I don't very know. I do, very graphic. I do like it in Dune whenever you're chainsawing zombies. Yeah. There's different realms, I think, in um. Actually, I say we're gonna I watch don't the think... Dead Space movie. I have to make sure I still have access to it on something. There, there's a different realm of horror versus violence. Is Doom horror, or is it violent, or is it both? It's horror. Uh, it, it's, it's it's horror if you're a demon. Oh yes, <laughs> <That's fair>. exactly. <laughs> or you're just sitting there one or... day with your with your demon buddies, and you're like, "Oh, this is great!" And all of a sudden, you just hear rip and tear, and you're like, "Oh God!" Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. This game. The game is a horror film if you're a demon or a god. <laughs> it's a it's a thriller for the Doomslayer. Ooh. Ooh, that's a problem. Ooh. Alright. Dead Space um, movie isn't on Netflix anymore. That's an issue. Oh well. Uh, that sucks. I'll find it somewhere else. Shane, um, you you're the one leading this one, so and what else do you have anything else that you want to cover in this subject, or do we want to start wrapping this up? What's uh I mean my initial thought was how it's just weird that it's seasonal, but we kind of diverged but that's fine do we, um, do we want i mean we can talk about that i honestly don't know like it, it is really weird and like it's it's a thing that happens um in a lot of different ways it's not just horror it's not just christmas i mean easter to a certain degree fourth of july the most american of ridiculousness it gets like idiotic. for some reason americans all want to eat hamburgers and hot dogs on that that week well that's just tradition it's the same it's really the same deranged it's the same reason we eat turkey on Thanksgiving. I, mean, I don't even like turkey, so yeah, like, I can take meh. it or leave it. No, no, I I don't like it, but it's the same reason we eat turkey on Thanksgiving. It's like it's just it's tradition. just something it's something that's been done for generations and generations. And I think probably not Halloween going anywhere. And horror, it just feels like it's a different beast than them in a certain degree, in my opinion. With like Fourth yeah, I... of July, it's very historically based. Christmas is extremely historically based, and there is some historical basis for Halloween, but we've jumped really far, like farther along with it than it was original. Yeah, like this, it's the original celebration was a celebration of the undead or the dead themselves. So I think that's a good reason to why we like horror films and horror things during this season. It's a celebration of dead. I think that this is just me spitballing here, and it could be entirely wrong. But I think it also might be just the time of year with the season changing, and like trees are dying. Everything's kind of dying. Yeah. So it's just kind of it puts you already in this mood of like dealing with the dead, dealing with these horror type topics of death. 
through. Yeah, like, this is definitely a kind of decaying season, which also fits the vibe. Like, the plant, the trees are going to hibernate, the birds are flying away for winter. I think that's what you're trying to get at, Shane. Like, it's a vibe that we have. Yeah, it's just a spooky vibe that, for some people, it just means they want to drink pumpkin spice. For some people, it means they want to watch more horror movies. For some people, it just means they want to curl up in a blanket and hibernate. What's wrong with that? This is the season where... (laughs) This is the the spooky vibe check that the world gives us. Yeah. Frankly, I take a little offense to that statement of curling up in a blanket, Jordan, because this is the one time of year I don't want to be inside. This is the time of year I want to be outside doing things. I mean... With the anime I'm going to show you during this month, you're going to want to curl into a blanket. <laughs> Gosh. Not out of fear. Most of it's going to be out of sheer terror and crying. Fear is terror. Shane, what is your point? I oh, think we cut you there's off. a difference. I would be interested in to learn what that difference is. It requires a, a topic for to Warhammer, but that is for another time. Anyways. um, So yeah, I, I think we kind of did address then, Shane, what you were getting at. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm looking at the time for how long this is going, and we have time for our last subject, but I think that's about it. Okay. And the last subject is a fairly short one, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Ben, you may not know. You, you don't really have a lot to add to this since you haven't played the game, but uh, we'll we'll try to relate it best to what you have experienced. But man, Titanfall Two. That's 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 our last subject for today. Is is such a good game in the sense of your mechanics that you play through it with, how it feels as you control your pilot, how the graphics look, the story mode itself. All of these things are phenomenal, in my opinion, of like a really good mech shooting game. And uh, I think anyone who's played it would agree with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we only have Titanfall 2, and then Respawn and all of them went ahead and they made Apex Legends, which, in all fairness, has taken off, and it's a great game as well. Um, yep, fair but, play to them. Yep. Like, congratulations on the success, keep it going. But Titanfall 3. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. Hell, I don't even care about a third entire game. If I can just get DLC or something that's more story. I, I would just be cool with DLC with more Titans, honestly. Like, give us a different variety. Titanfall 2 has the, I want to say, the coolest story in any first-person shooter game I've ever played. It's definitely got some of the best level design I've ever seen in first-person shooters. And it's weird because they take the level theme or design, and then they just, when it's done, it's done. You completely move on. Yeah. To the next awesome thing. Like, they could have made a whole game out of that time-switching mechanic. But it's just they also could have made a whole game out of the factory where it's literally making just various arena pieces, landscapes and houses and stuff. Yeah. Like just from the size of that facility, that could have been a whole game in and of itself. And that's not even getting into the part where you're piloting a giant mech. Yeah. And you're just running fairness, around a facility. I've been curious about Titanfall 3. And so I did do a little bit of digging to like see about the possibility. And so... While everyone that originally worked on the project seems to be on different projects now, no one said there would never be one. It was oh, never yeah. like confirmed. Like, no, we're done with two. Well, yeah, it's because it's not a. It's not like it's an unsuccessful pile of heaping garbage. The only reason it didn't do as well as they hoped is due to the fact of its release date. With Call of Duty and I think one of the battle battlefields. Battlefield yeah. Five. Yeah, or one, which which basically like know. you have these two giant titans and this little, this little, uh, <laughs> little <laughs> child right next to him carrying a bazooka. Like, I'm gonna show you something really cool. But everyone's looking at these two titans just like beating their chest, going like, "I'm a game." I, I think it's funny that you're referring to the two games that are not titan based, but are the titans in this industry. And then the game that isn't the titan is the one that has titans in it. Yeah, well, it's due to their size and popularity. Yeah, and also I, notice how I made them sound unintelligent because I don't really care for either game. You've played a ton of Call of Duty with me. Does not mean I care for it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
That's a game that all my friends play. You, you have noticed that I never played that game by myself, though. Yeah, I suppose Titanfall that's true. Titanfall 2, I have played many, many hours by myself. Like, there's no way of telling on Origin how, much, how many hours you have in a game, is there? I don't know. I have I not used Origin, so I don't know. I don't think there... Oh, there is. Uh, I have 86 hours on the Origin app. And probably about... How long would you say the campaign is, Shane? Like Six hours tops. Yeah. So like six hours for a campaign, and then 80 hours of the Frontier, and then of the multiplayer. And I don't usually like first-person shooter multiplayers, but I do enjoy Titanfall 2s. That is... That's that's fair. Um, I think not... it's... It's a game that you, when you get into it, so it's it, the hard thing about it is it's because it's different, it also makes it a little bit harder to jump into. Um, there is a learning curve for sure. Yeah, there's yeah, a it, learning curve. Easiest way to do it, though, is just to hop into that story mode, play through that. Because one, it's amazing. Two, it teaches you the mechanics very well and you use them quite a bit. Yeah. And so I greatly uh, appreciate the game itself and i want a third one i haven't even played through all the story i've played through the first mission so far but i already love the game's multiplayer which in in all fairness to the game that's nothing against it i typically don't play the campaign of games i get i typically just play multiplayers i'm the exact opposite Same. yeah this, this is the odd thing about all three of us i'm the one who keeps on being like hey multiplayer this which uh, we can talk about this another time, but I'm curious if you guys actually would be interested in playing Overwatch then whenever it brings out the campaign version of it. I mean, I'll play the campaign of it probably, but I'm probably not ever going to get back into the multiplayer stuff of it. Can't blame me there. Um, I don't like yeah. PvE multiplayer. I enjoy that, but yeah. I don't really like the competitive stuff that so much. Yeah, that's I and I can understand that. I am a, the more ranked competitive type gamer even though i suck at games then you guys at Overwatch are more achievement storyline focused gamers um and the the i i think the interesting thing is Titanfall 2 kind of falls into all that um and it does it really well its movement is what makes it stand apart i think and then i would just kind of throw times on top of that as like an extra icing on the the super awesome cake i would agree yep. like i i mean you guys can testify or like vouch for this i actually like playing outside of my titan more than i like playing inside my titan so i'll just set it to sentry mode and have like that special core so we can use its abilities and then i just go and i shoot off and fight things which i mean i die faster sometimes uh but it's way more fun to me to just be able to wall run and jump all over and like rodeo titans yeah, and, the wall running is very, very fun. And to it's... explain to explain the movement to someone who hasn't played it, such as, you know, Ben, um, take the movement from Doom Eternal. You know how you have dashes? Yes. Um, basically, if you're in a Titan, you have those dashes, but if you're just as a person, you have wall running and double jump and grappling Basically, hooks. if there's a flat okay. surface, you can run on it. Except for ceilings. But that's where the grappling hook comes into play. Flat means okay. vertical as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It, okay. So it's, it's, it's uh, super fast I, I, and flowy and hard to explain if you haven't played it. You are Call of Duty Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I have spent many a multiplayer match never touching the floor on a map. Just nice. running around the, the ceilings, the walls, and everything. Just... I can believe that. So most people, when you think about first-person shooters, you think about the shooting. In Titanfall, it's a lot more about the movement. Okay. Yeah, it's about the movement, how you use your Titan, all that sort of fun stuff. For people, if you don't know either of like what we're referring to in any of those cases, uh, because Overwatch is a slightly more popular known game uh, in general, it's Lucio wall riding, or it's anything that's like if you have a video game character that can run on walls. They implemented that mechanic fantastically. Yep. So, okay, then, uh, we are at the hour mark, so uh, let's con- we can continue talking, but let's keep on. Let's close yeah, just, just one, on one last closing thing is 
no other game does mech mechanics as well as Titanfall that I know of. Like there are games like Override where you literally play as a third person mechan mech, but it just ends up feeling like a third person poor controls brawler rather than playing as a giant mech. Yeah, I have that's, played that's a true. fair amount of mech games, and the best ones I've found so far are like the RTS ones, where you're not even actually in full control of the mech, but you get to see it do all its thing, and it's like really cool. But in terms of like first person controlling the mech and all that stuff, Titanfall does do it the best, in my opinion. It has not think of any other game where you play as a mech, but also in first person. They always end up being outside of the mech. The the only other one I can think of is Mech Warrior Online, but that's a. It's an okay game. It's not what it was and, meant to be. And that but... is why Titanfall stands out above all those things, because it's not just okay, it's phenomenal in mechanics, in execution, in story mode, and in multiplayer. It found its niche and it dominated it thoroughly. Mm hmm. So, but that... it released right next to two other first-person shooters that are completely vanilla bland and somehow better in terms of sales. Yeah, it's because they, they've been going on for longer, and the other reason Titanfall 2, I think, didn't do as well is because the first Titanfall was purely multiplayer. Yep. Like there, there wasn't frontier defense, there wasn't a story or anything like that, and then the second one released, and people were like, oh, okay, it's probably just going to be more of this, and they're like, oh, it's got a story, okay, this is cool, oh, it's got a a wave-based PvE thing. This is pretty cool, too. So it's basically, it's just super unfortunate how a, a gem of a game got launched. overlooked Side for line. so many different reasons. It's, it's launch date was not not a good one. And it's, it's sequel sta sta status to a, another game that was okay at best. And yeah. I'll admit, I'm one of those people that did not give it its due when I saw it come out, because... Whenever, so, I mean, granted, I wasn't in the position to really afford a lot of new games at the time, I think. When did Titanfall 2 come out? Like, 2014, 2016? It was right next to Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, I think. So I'd say that's probably 2014? October 28th, 2016 was the release date of Titanfall 2. Shoot, I'm old. Um... So, it, it, yeah, it's just really unfortunate timing, but, I mean, from the perspective of someone who did not initially get into it, I can understand why someone looking at it and not, under, like, seeing the mechanics for what they are would not appreciate it in the same way. Because it's one thing to watch it and be like, okay, it's just like other games. It's another thing to play it and feel how clean it is and how much, like, you feel powerful in the game. That's something it gives you that's just, like, it's odd, but it's you feel it. Yeah, I and would say anyone who enjoys Doom should give Titanfall a try. I feel like this is advertising towards me. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the campaign is super short. The game's pretty cheap, honestly. I would say give it one a try. of us. One of anyone us. who's named Ben and has the existence of these specific games. Just because I know you aren't typically like a first-person shooter person. And neither yeah. am I, but Titanfall 2 is is very much worth the try. Oh, yeah. guys, I I understand. Yeah, it's I don't even know what game this is. Like I know t I know the existence of. I've heard the name. It's just I don't even know the game that you're talking about. I looked up a picture, and I'm still just as confused. So, um, something I've I because I, I was 2016 was the year Titanfall 2 came out. Came out same time as Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, not Advanced. Um. And it came uh, out at the same I time as. All the same to me. I mean, it's all that's fair. Lol. But here, here's the big deal about it. Um, for that year, Infinite Warfare was the most hated game. But same time frame, Battlefield One came out, and it was praised. It had all the backing. It had everyone involved in. Oh, this game is awesome! And Titanfall Two just kind of got thrown to the wayside. Pretty much. Just a darn shame. I think partially it's Infinite Warfare was based off three the futuristic spacey stuff, and Titanfall just was too close to that, like, not even specifically style, but too close to that genre versus Battlefield was a return to, like, realistic looking. And that's probably another reason why 
beyond just the fact that it was a smaller competitor that it just did not give the, uh, the due it's deserved. Okay, I guess I might check it out then. <laughs> yeah, this, welcome to the end of the show, guys, where we just basically sang the praises of Titanfall 2. And I will always sing its praises. And I would say start with the campaign, because the first time I ever played it was with the Frontier thing, and yeah. I really did not know what I was doing at all. And I did There's a like, lot of controls to figure out. It, did, it yep. didn't click for me until I played the campaign. Yeah, the campaign does an excellent job of teaching you how to do stuff. I will admit, I because I introduced into... Me and Shane both started in multiplayer, and it is really hard jumping into multiplayer playing it. Um, I think I was a little bit better off because I instantly changed all my controls to be Overwatch-based. And because I have so much experience in that world of uh, 3D movements in Overwatch... I was able to transfer a lot faster. Especially um, if you're a Lucio character. Yeah. I mean, I just he's just fun to play. Some I'm not a main with him, but he's fun. Um, all right. So we've covered we covered Minecraft Steve, believe it or not, that was during this podcast. It feels like a while ways ago. Uh, yep. we also talked about entire horror, the genre of movies and games. And now we've uh, also gone through Titanfall 2 and how we love the game. And are very sad that we could not get a sequel, at least no time in the near come future we can see. Um, so with that, I think that's the end of this podcast. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining and coming and uh, giving us your ears to listen to us uh, both rant and praise all these games that we have uh, grown to love. And um, we hope to see you back in future weeks. Uh, Shane, you have anything to add? Hmm. Good chat, boys. Good chat. All right. Good deal. Good, good chat. And with that, let's sign off. See y'all later. See ya. Bye.